Hello and welcome to Family Matters here on Adventist Radio London with me, Barbara Lawrence. And it's so good that you've joined us once again today. As you may recall, last month, the last couple of months, we've been going through the Women of Faith programme and it's a five-part programme. And we're halfway through at the moment. And the facilitator with me today, or the lady that's leading this discussion today, is Jacqueline Hines. Welcome, Jacqueline, once again. Thank you, Barbara. Jacqueline is the um, creator and facilitator of the Women of Faith programme, and she has done an amazing job. And I want you, for the next hour or so, to stay tuned to this radio station, because you are going to be blessed. Now, Jacqueline, it's a five-part series. We're on series three at the moment. Mm -hmm. Can you give us an idea or recap for the last two sessions that we've had? What have we spoken about? Right, okay. Thanks, Barbara. Well, the Woman of Faith programme is, as you said, it's a five-part programme. All workshops are specifically developed and written for women of faith in the community. So it's not just a portion to Adventist women, it's women of faith. So any denomination? Any denomination. And it works because we've already run a cohort with women of another faith. Faith, right. And yes. it's, it's worked. Brilliant. Um, all the participants receive a workbook so that they keep and then they work on their homework and other exercises individually and as part of a group. Um, it's a support system as well. The whole program and the platform is a support system and it's inclusive. So no demarcation lines as to what roles, responsibilities you've got outside. Right. You know, you leave it at the door when you come in, collect it on the way out. Right. We're women of faith. Mm. Um, Role models. And it gives them time and space to actually explore who they are as women in Christ um, and women of faith. So workshop one, we looked at spiritual gifts. Right. Yes. And um, for this workshop, I use the whole shape acronym. Um, shape being starting with the S, S is for spiritual gifts. Individuals will actually complete a questionnaire mm-hmm. that hones in on the spiritual gifts. Right. And it, it brings forth emerging gifts as well. The H is for the heart or the passions. You know, what individuals are really passionate about within their church ministries. Right. Um, the, the A is about their abilities and their skills. And it's whether they're natural or they're honed over a period of time Mm. to prepare them for the roles and the ministries that they're going into. Right. P is all to do with the personality and um, how you can use this personality to bring forth, you know, the ministry and how you can further God's work. Mm. And E is all about experiences. And these are the experiences that may have impacted individuals along their walk of faith, inside and outside of of church so that's workshop one workshop two we spoke about understanding their emotional intelligence and you know the overview there is emotional intelligence it's a set of emotional and social skills that collectively establish how well individuals perceive and express themselves how they develop and maintain relational you know health yes you know inside and outside Outside, yeah how they cope with challenges and more importantly, how they use emotional information in an effective and meaningful way. Basically, it's it's how they use their emotions, you know, as a predictor in life and in their working areas. And they've as well. got to be intentional about that as well, haven't they? They do, they do. Because as I've said before, it's about hearts and minds, and you know, people have choices, so they can choose to 
you know, be good, be understanding, be empathetic. So, you know, once they've actually honed in on that, they start actually self-reflecting and it's a powerful thing. Wow. Okay. So just recap for me then what um, what will one get? What will our listener gain from this? They'll gain a whole range of skills, skills. knowledge, yeah. experience, but also the fellowshipping with other women of faith. Um, they're not going to be from the same church. They come from all different churches and the same subject matter through the discussions the feedback the group exercises everybody comes with a different stance it's like watching a a movie yeah everybody's watching the same movie but they'll come back and say did you see, see that this? squirrel yes. yeah. did you see yes. this and yeah. it's like no i didn't see that yeah. i saw this yeah. and it's just like that yeah and the the richness of um this kind of grouping and fellowshipping on an equitable platform where everyone feels comfortable is so empowering and enriching. Amazing. Yeah. Okay then, so that's the recap of the last two um, sessions. Now, if you want to know more about that, they will be on the website. Just look under the Family Matters um, segment and you'll find the workshops um, discussions based there. Now, we're on to day three. Mm. So, day three is mindfulness and dignity advocacy. What is that all about? Right. Quite large, <laughs> large title. Yeah, mindfulness and dignity advocacy. Well, that's one of the things that I, I thought long and hard when I actually put it together. So during the, the workshop, what le uh, the ladies will explore is the, the benefits of mindfulness, what it is and what it's not as well. Um, they will explore the key principles of dignity advocacy as well and how they can make their own positive contributions at being a dignity advocate within their ministry, within their church body mm. and um, how they can sort of like use that going forwards because you can use it in your working arena as well outside of church and okay. the ministry. And I guess we'll go into a bit more detail later on in this programme, will we? Absolutely. Okay, but I, I, I'm just a bit puzzle with the word um, mindfulness because somebody, someone might be thinking, isn't mindfulness to do with Buddhism? Because that's, that's quite a, 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 a you can sit on the fence word isn't it? Yes, um, yes. And you can take it in different directions too. You can. But in this, co in this context how are we using mindfulness? Because I wouldn't want anyone to be afraid of thinking actually, no I'm not going to listen to that. Yeah, um, totally understand. Um, and it was flagged up earlier on in the, the first couple of um, cohorts. Oh, really? Where, yeah, ladies, when we when we explored it, there was one lady in particular that felt uncomfortable wow, because see? she felt, and I said, no, it's in the Bible. And that actually prompted me because I knew that I had information, but I didn't have enough. So, you know, I inquired of my father and he supplied all my needs because I, I got exactly what I needed and I've never had anyone sort of like question it because when we go through it, the information is all there, the scriptures are all there. But, you know, when you think about mindfulness, mm. it means maintaining a moment by moment awareness of our thoughts, feelings, bodily sensations and surrounding environment through a gentle nurturing lens. And um, when we practice mindfulness, our thoughts tune into what we're sensing in present moment rather than rehashing the past or imagining the, the future. Okay, you know, so, so break that down for me, please. So 
for for example you've you've had some discord right and individuals would have um resolved it right in a really amicable way mm. um something may happen and one individual although they've said that they've resolved it um they've actually brought it to the fore okay so everybody's in agreement yeah and everybody's prayed about it and said look it's unfortunate it happened this way let's just leave it where it is leave it with the lord let's pray let's move on yeah and everybody's done that but something may happen that will trigger it because one individual may not have let it go okay they may not have let it go and it will come to the fore so when you're mindful about situations and it could be it could be a particular topic it could be a particular um role or responsibility yeah and if somebody is doing it then somebody else who had a problem with it in the beginning but hasn't let it go properly may say something that will bring everything back, back into to, the arena yeah i see yeah so being mindful about it you know that yes it was uncomfortable yes we've agreed we've we've parted on good terms but i'm mindful that if i say xyz it, it might, will evoke it yeah yeah that's interesting cuz mm. my cuz we aren't often we don't often think that way do we no and I think again, it's not a tall order, but it's a way of training the training your mind and your thoughts and the way you think as a person. As person, yeah, yeah, um, it's really important. And it's, it's about um, treating others how you want to be, to be treated, treated, which is what well. the Bible talks about, doesn't That's it? it? That's it. Yeah. That's exactly what the Bible talks yeah. about. Going back to the Buddhism, it yeah. can be used in all aspects of one life. So Buddhism practices may use mindfulness techniques as a way of their life and practices and principles. Right. So we don't use the Buddhism technique. It's it's almost like the spiritual gifts questionnaire. It is out there in the main domain and all church denominations are using it. They have it on their websites. Yeah. But when you go through it, it is aligned to their church practices and principles. Right. So they tailor make it, it to what they need That's it for. It. Is That's what you're it. saying. Yes. And okay. it's the same with this it's been tailor-made for this woman of faith program mm. and the scriptures have paved the way beforehand right right i'm with you yeah, yeah, yeah. so so um, we need not fear no about the word mindfulness no, no, no. in this context of Absolutely women not. of faith yeah excellent excellent wonderful so did you finish um, my question was about um this being linked to the mindfulness being linked to buddhism did you did you say all the things you wanted to say about that yes you know um just to reiterate mindfulness is in the scriptures and it is in the workbook so even if somebody else after the the ladies come on the program even if somebody else says oh no no it's buddhism and they start to argue they can get the workbook with all the scriptures in there which leads me to the next question what kinds of things do you cover in mindfulness that's in the scriptures right well we explore the concept as a christian as to whether christians should be involved in mindfulness okay yes i take them through this through a biblical perspective and the examples with scriptural evidence we then discuss because what's in the scriptures somebody else may think well yeah i i hear what it's saying but this is what i gain from it and this is where the healthy discussions come out of it because everyone will take on board from the scriptures from the subject matter what they actually believe for themselves right so it's a personal thing okay okay so what else do you understand with the reinforcement and how do you explain explore the concept of learning how well, how, how is that done well um 
in terms of how they actually take on board, they they um, cover in the section where their workbook and the scriptures are there, yeah. but they also undertake a group exercise where they can practice other elements of mindfulness. So it's it's there's an exercise where I explore mindful listening. All right, tell yeah. us about that. Well, <laughs> it's, mindful it's, listening. Yeah, it, it's it's. It sounds funny, but it's really powerful. No, it doesn't sound funny. It sounds unusual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, unusual, yeah. better word. Yeah. Um, well, what I do is I, I get the ladies to actually explore something that they're thinking about. could be an issue or something. And they have to um, pair up and speak about what their concerns are. Right. The other individual has to listen. Okay. They have to listen and wait for them to stop and then ask some questions okay. afterwards. And then the roles are reversed. And um, after that exercise is done, I then take them through and I say, right, okay, whose mind wandered? Be, be uh, honest, because that is what happens. Yeah, you're right, you know, you're off that. <laughs> but in, in the real in the real life, that does happen, doesn't it? It does, it Someone's does. talking to you and you think, oh, what am I gonna cook for tea tonight? Do I need That's to get this it. in? Do I need to get shopping? Oh, I've, got to clean the, I've got to clean the cooker today, today. You're right. So when I first did it, it was hilarious because I said, right. Well, people who, honest. <laughs> yeah, I just said, look, be honest. This is a safe environment. <laughs> I said, who thought about what, what they're gonna cook for dinner tonight? And it was like, yeah. <laughs> oh. and, and that's what happens. But when you're mindfully listening, you listen to everything yeah. the person says. And then when you ask them questions, the questions that you ask are around to help them. How else can we support you in this? What else can you do? So they come up with all of these informed suggestions or questions that will help the individual that's got the issue to shape how they next proceed oh. so it's when I say it's simple but it's powerful yes of course and Amazing. that with the understanding of mindfulness is a great tool and you know like I said I, I thought long and hard about what a woman of faith would need as part of her journey mm. to salvation yeah. and and this was one of them yeah Definitely. Amazing, absolutely amazing. Now, okay. Jacqueline, we've been sp talking about so much so far, but let's talk about Dignity Advocacy. What does that actually do, or what is it, in terms of the Women of Faith programme? Okay, um, good question, Barbara. Thank you very much. We, with Dignity Advocacy, it partners up with mindfulness, which we spoke about before. Yes, yes. Um, we explore um, what dignity means to us and how we as women of faith can practice dignity advocacy. It's a bit of a word because your tongue keeps falling yeah, over dignity it. advocacy. Because dignity can stand alone. Yes. Advocacy, advocacy can stand alone. Yes. But yes. you put them together. I put them together. Dignity it, advocacy. Yeah. Dignity advocacy. And, and in our thoughts, our actions, behaviours to all people that we interact with right whether it's inside or outside of the church environment okay so when you think about um treating people how you want to be treated so it, it practically leads into workshop four which we won't talk about just yet no um but the mindfulness and the dignity advocacy it builds up the character of the woman of faith okay so what I want you to do is just explain a little bit a bit more about why you chose dignity advocacy. Right. Because and that is um, something that we all need to get our head around. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, it all started yeah. when I worked in the National Health Service. 
and um, I've always been involved in human resource development. People right. have always been featured in my life, where I've, whether I coach them or train them as groups yeah. or what have you. And um, one of the roles that I had at the last trust that I worked in was a dignity advocate, okay. a trainer. Okay. So um, really and truly what we wanted for for the hospital environment, and you can use a template for the church and the ministries. Okay. And that's where it came from. Ah. Um, so within the, if you picture a hospital, you've got all the different services. You've got A&E, you've got cancer, women's and children's, mm -hmm. and the rest of them. So you had dignity advocates within each of those services. So was that used in a negative way because of the issues that they might have been going through? When yes. I say negative, but to help the positive come that's out. That's it, that's it. Very much so. Um, it wasn't only for the staff, it was for the patients, patients yes. and the patients' families yeah. as well. So um, I'll give you an example. There was one day um, I, I ran a training centre at that time mm. um, on, on a hospital site and a heavily pregnant woman came in. She looked like she was ready to give birth there and then. Her yeah. poor husband would look frantic. They'd been walking around the hospital grounds to actually find... Where, where they go. were supposed to go oh. because they have the letter, but the letter did not actually indicate where oh. the, um, they were supposed to go and what part of the hospital. Mm. And um, seeing her come through the door, I just went and got her a chair. I said, sit down. Um, she said, my, my, my appointment is in five minutes. And I said, don't worry. I said, can I take the letter? So I took the letter and I rang up the department and I sort of like said, look, I've got Mrs. So-and-so here with me. Um, she's been walking around. She couldn't find where she's supposed to go because it doesn't actually say where you're situated. Mm. Where are you situated? And the lady, although she was polite, she said, well, you know, if she can't get here in five minutes, um, then her appointment. And I said, right, let me just um, make it clear to you. Yeah. She is heavily pregnant. Mm. They've been walking around for about half an hour due to the fact that there were no instructions on the letter. Right. Um, I do understand you have other patients, but I will ask you, will you see her now? Right. And then I told her who I was. Mm. And sometimes you have to use your position as yeah, well. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I was a senior, senior leader. And um, so she knew who I was and it was like, right. I said, um, if you can't accommodate her, I'd like to speak to your manager. I said, because this is serious. This woman is stressed out. And to tell her that she's come all of this way, walked around here and not been Be able, able to, to have her, her appointment, appointment mm. is going to A, be... Um, hell for her husband because she's going to give it right to him because mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> he should have known where they're supposed to go yeah. but it's it's just the stress around the whole situation and she relented and she said yes we will see her so you advocated for this lady absolutely so as women of faith program is it advocating for others who have a lesser voice or yeah. is it advocating even for yourself I don't yeah. know it's, it's all of the above it's all of the above it's all of the above mm. You know, being a dignity advocate, it could be that, okay, we when we talk about nominating committee, that's always that always brings a smile to people's faces mm. for good or bad reasons. Yeah. They're gonna remember, mm, yeah, mm. or they may grimace. But you know, as a dignity advocate, you have to put forward there are talented people mm. in your church and church body, and 
you have to sort of put them forward because then otherwise they're not going to showcase oh, and utilize yes. the gifts that God's given them. Yeah. Um, okay. If you've got the usual suspects that are wheeled out time and time again, you know, it, it kind of like is yeah. a bit soul destroying for others that would want to do it but aren't as forceful. Okay, so you would be the person who would, like you said, put name f names forward, yeah. put people forward, make recommendations, suggestions. Yeah. suggestions. Yeah. And sometimes, yeah, because you might not necessarily, like you said, in your position, in the example you gave us, mm. you had a position and you were able to say, well, actually, this is who I am and this woman needs to be seen in the next five minutes mm. because mm. of what's happened to her. Mm. She was stressed out, sitting on the chair, probably quite tearful yeah she was she and was. um she couldn't did probably wouldn't have had the strength to do that herself no so it's really no. important so an advocacy is very to be an advocate for someone is yeah. very important support an important role isn't it it is very much an important role mm. and so can you see why i partner it up with mindfulness yeah of course yeah so um they go hand in hand in whatever walk of life yeah you know absolutely. whether it's a faith walk or or within the working environment it works seamlessly okay so tell me then what are the interactions with and group exercises would they have around this right um i introduced the ladies and you know how much i love play <laughs> role play there's no role play is there no oh good <laughs> no <laughs> i don't i don't do i don't do role play because i know um, there are a lot of individuals that really don't hate like, it i hate role play but what i do do <laughs> is i get the ladies you know because one one lady said i don't like standing up in front of the church and and presenting anything so i got uh, to stand up in front of everybody and present oh. so uh, what i do is i get everyone to have a do taste. what they don't want to do that's it that's <laughs> it try before you buy because there's tools and techniques around it to actually calm yourself i i you use a lot of techniques when i'm presenting you wouldn't know that um i'm nervous and i do get nervous yeah you know so it's it's about enabling them to be the enablers as well. That's great, yes. Yeah? Okay. So we use that, but they get to use a charter and create their own dignity advocacy charter for their church. So what would that look like, the charter? Well, it's, it, it's it, got four spheres and each sphere looks at different areas. So the information contained within will give them enough and they can apply it and adapt it to whatever ministry. Oh. Um, so, so they've got a little template that they can work from. And if they want dignity advocates across the ministries, that's even better. Because oh. then they would be advocates within the community, mm. within the church body, the congregation. If they're looking to work together and join the ministries for a large concert or something that everybody can input in, then the, the advocates would be sort of like going round and sort of finding out from individuals that wouldn't necessarily vocalise, oh, you could do this, do that. Just a source, you okay. know, see what suggestions are there. So listening to you, it tells me that you need to be a certain type of have a certain type of personality to do that or not necessarily not it's, it's not the personality it's more the the mindset it's hearts and minds if you're willing to do it you, you know you could it, be yeah. grumpy but yeah. this may be something that will lift your spirits oh okay okay yeah so i mean so there are lots of adv well there are advocates within us then is that what you're saying as well yes because but it, we don't even realize that well this is it because as we know that things actually do lead into and i do take them into um how bullying and harassment 
feature within the sphere of di dignity advocacy because yeah. it does come out of it yeah and how the advocacy role can help to support others okay all right then so looking at this workshop it seems quite intense this particular one is it would you it, say it's intense i would to a certain degree but it's it's not soul destroying or anything like that the topic is quite deep but it's it's because it touches and rests upon one's moral compass Okay. Because you you start to reflect, mm. and this is where the emotional intelligence comes out. You know, is is the ethical values and where the discussions and opinions come, and they may differ from each individual. So they may be looking at one situation or scenario, and they'll come from their own perspective, mm. and and it could evoke a particular emotion because they it transports them right back to a situation that may have been uncomfortable for them but they can talk about it because it's a safe space yeah. and then they can say well this is what happened this is how I would have liked to have dealt with it this mm. is exactly what happened so it's sharing the knowledge and then empowering others as mm. well because everybody's going to grow from yeah, the discussions of course so have you had anyone that's actually refused to do this exercise in particular because it's made them feel you talked about a moral compass has it made them feel uncomfortable no not and at all not at all no so you find that um most of the women that come on the program are happy to express happy to share happy to you know say oh this is how i've done it or actually i might change the way i have done it yeah, this might work for me or this might not work for me. Mm. Um, at first, I think by now, by workshop three, I kind of gain a, a, a sense of individuals' characters because yeah. they're quite quiet. They don't know me. They may have heard of me or some may know me and get to know more about me. Mm. So for them, it's about feeling comfortable to share. And by then, they will share because other people are sharing. So... It's it's about put letting your guard down and then expressing, sharing the knowledge because you know it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, outside of the arena. Yeah, I know. I talked about personality just now, and you said it's not about personality. Um, I kind of still get a sense that it might be. It is, but the personality isn't the 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 deal breaker. Okay. Well. Oh right. Well, I'm glad you said that because I didn't <laughs> want anyone to feel that actually. That's not for me because um, yeah. I, I can't talk in front of people and I can't no, share. it takes all sorts. It takes all sorts. Even people that said, oh, I don't like presenting. Once they stand up and talk about what they know, you know, it they forget about the fact that they're standing up and talking in front of people. So mm -hmm. on, and I, I kind of like explain on a one to one, if I ask you, right, how do these equipment work? And you say, well, this is what you do first. This is what you do second. Mm. And you go, oh, I couldn't possibly present in front of 200 people. Mm. Then I would say, right, okay, you've just explained it to me. It's just me and you mm. talking yeah, again, yeah. but amplified. Yeah. So if you have to present in front of people, there are tools and techniques that you can use where mm. you don't zone in and lock on one person. Of course, of course. You know? So I, I share a lot of tips with the individuals to help them along there so any questions that they have then um it's explored yeah oh, so they brilliant. take away what they want yeah it's brilliant i think it's a great the women of faith program i think it's a fantastic thank you a fantastic um program that you've written congratulations to you, thank you. so can this workshop be um run standalone yes or does it have to be worked with something else as well no no not at all the 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 Woman of Faith program has been designed so that it runs as 
a five-part program, but mm -hmm. it also could be run in modular format as well. Okay. So each module is self-contained. Self right, that's brilliant. So okay. you can take it and run it, not a problem. You know what, Jacqueline, I think it's important for you to just quickly talk about again, for those that have just joined us, about the mindfulness, because I know we said <coughs> that some people might think that mindfulness is linked to Buddhism, is yeah. that right? Yeah. But you've clearly given us a biblical perspective on this. Absolutely. Can you just do a quick recap on that? Because I think it's really important because I don't want anyone to, I don't want you to switch off basically, <laughs> who's listening. I really don't want you to switch no, off because I want you to stay tuned. Yes. Right, okay. So mindfulness means maintaining a moment by moment awareness of our thoughts, feelings, bodily sensations and surrounding environment through a gentle nurturing lens. Okay. So when we practice mindfulness, our thoughts tune into what we're sensing in the present moment rather than rehashing the past or imagining the future. Um, it can be used in all aspects of one life. So Buddhism practices may use mindfulness techniques as a way of their life and their practices right. and principles. Okay. You know, but mindfulness is in the scriptures. And I take all the ladies through this part, um, this aspect as part of their development. So within their workbook and on, on the, the slides that I show, it will take them through scriptures. And there's a whole raft of um, information on mindfulness. And it's all about them. And it's derived from the Bible. So I do get individuals to find the scriptures and read them, but it's in their workbook. Right. So if they're challenged by anyone mm. outside of the um, the program, they then they've, they've can, got yeah, the scriptures they've got, there. yeah, they've got the scriptures there. Yeah, that's yeah. brilliant. So, um, yeah, so that's mindfulness. Um, dignity advocacy is more about how they treat each other and how they want to be treated as well. Mm. Um, voice for the people that have no voice. Yes. Um, understanding how mindfulness and dignity advocacy work quite seamlessly together. And within the church, you know, infrastructure, within the ministries, it, it's it's one of those things that um, you, you can be sort of like mindful of how others are doing things. Mm. And, and I draw reference to, um, and it'll probably come out a little bit more in, in the last um, workshop as well, the leadership and personal development. But within the ministries, you've got people that are part of the team that may have been in a position of leadership before. Yes, yes. So somebody new coming in, rather than beating them and saying you're doing it wrong, you know, mindfulness and, and the dignity advocacy would be excellent as a way of supporting them, empowering them, you know, building up their confidence mm. in the role, you know, disseminating um, the knowledge that you have yes. in that particular role yeah. and, and ensuring that everybody is is on the same sort of like hymn sheet for want of a better word. Yeah, I think the Women of Faith program is a positive one because it allows us to grow, I think. It, it, it's a growing program, isn't it? It allows mm. the person, the individual to grow in all aspects of all life. Aspects. Spiritual aspect, you yeah. know, social aspect. Yeah. Um, and it's a learning it's learning yeah and in fact we might already have those qualities but this program will help us to bring bring out it to the fore right bring, bring out those fore. qualities to the yeah, forefront because i mean we're, we're at workshop three um workshop two is the spiritual gifts so mm. once you've sort of like explored the gifts that god has given you 
you know, some some ladies have been surprised with emerging gifts that they'd never even considered. Yeah. And it's come out uh, as part of doing the um, the actual questionnaire. So it's it's and you have to ask the, the Holy Spirit to to help you to sort of like develop and move in and build this mm. emerging gift to use because it's part of your spiritual toolkit. Amazing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's part of your spiritual toolkit. So then you've done that and then you go on to emotional intelligence and that's where the self-awareness, understanding who you are, your emotions, mm. how you interact with other people mm. and, you know, self-management, how you conduct yourself within the realms of maybe the ministries that you're doing, the work that you're doing. You know, you're not giving away all of your time. You're balancing things out, but also managing it at the same time. And then the social awareness, how you are in, in other settings. Yeah. To get the job done, you all have to work together harmoniously. And it's understanding that. And then the last one is relationship management or relational health. Mm. It is it is wonderful to have a healthy relationship spiritual and otherwise yes of course you know and you know outside in in the the world of work you get stress you come to church for sabbath rest you get stressed no, you don't really. come for sabbath stress <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so true. it's it's just understanding those so when you think about workshop one and workshop two they set the scene the foundation is the spiritual gifts mm. emotional intelligence it's about understanding who you are yes and and once you're aware about your EQ qualities or your EI pro qualities, you can understand why other people react the way well, they, they do. do. Yeah, and you could react accordingly but towards you them. But you choose not to. Yeah, but you cho exactly you choose not to. You choose not to because you, you understand. Yeah, you understand yeah. where they're coming from. So it's 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 the choice that you make whether yeah. to rise to the bait or not. Yeah. Way. Or you could take the sting out of the tail. I use a lot of humour to take the sting out of the tail. Mm. So if I've got a ladder in my tights and somebody says, oh, Jacqueline, you've got a ladder in your tights. I say, yeah, I'm starting a new trend. It's a new style. <laughs> you know, and that's how I get through it. Yeah. But not everybody will, will yeah. uh, drop it like that. And then you go on to mindfulness and dignity advocacy. So you can see how they flow into each mm, other. Definitely. And um, it, is, it is a platform that, you know, where individuals can pick up what they need as part of their journey. And we're all traveling together. So we're all fellowshipping together. Yes. You know, course. we're all going in the same direction. Mm. Might as well travel together. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if a, view, a listener is listening and they wanted more information about this, how can they how can they um, find it? You. How can they do well, this? Well, um, if they're if they're interested, SEC website. Um, if you explore there... And um, that's the South England Conference website. Absolutely, of yes. Of Seventh-day Adventists. Yeah. Um, women's Ministries, they, they will have it, um, the Woman of Faith programme advertised, so they will advertise the next cohort. Um, and um, Lydia, who is the administrator, you, you can contact her at uh, South England Conference um offices and she can give you more information okay, and also brilliant. family matters if you want to listen to all of the the actual They're recordings on, yeah it'll be on the radio absolutely yeah. that's wonderful okay well look Jacqueline thank you so much indeed for coming in once again to discuss the women of faith program and it's a, a program that I keep saying and I keep harping on about it's a brilliant program 
and hopefully you will get connected with this program but we are just giving you a taster over the next five sessions aren't we yeah and the next time we come back will be our session four which will be next month and we are going to be um recording this or we're going to be um putting this out on the radio um the first sunday in every month for five months um so do listen in do tune in but if you forget that if you check the um the radio which is adventist radio london um you'll find all the information listed there so thank you for listening and thank you so much jacqueline for once again coming into the studio You're welcome, Barbara. until next time have a great week <laughs>